freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. It's time to hear from the top Christian litigators in the nation who have come forward to tell us the truth and help us defend our faith. Hear ye, hear ye. All rise. Faith on trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Menno is in session. Good Thursday morning from the Iowa Catholic Radio Studios in West Des Moines. We're glad to have you here today. Um, As a special treat, Deacon Mike Mano is back with us, and I'm your co-host, Gina Noel. I'm in the co-host chair today. (laughs) You are, Deacon Mike. How do you feel about that? Good. I I have no responsibilities right now. I just sit back and (laughs) watch you do a good job with the show. (laughs) That's very nice of you to say. So for our listeners who um, haven't been with us the last few weeks, Deacon Mike Shame has been, on you for not being with us. Yeah, yes. shame on you, mm-hmm. I guess. They see my finger wagging. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you, if you haven't been with us, you, you do not know. And for our listeners that do know, Deacon Mike has been recuperating from a stroke, right. and he is doing fantastic. Having difficulty with his vision, so I have to take the role as the uh, moderator I, of the I, show. I can't read. That's right. <laughs> so for the past three weeks... I've been watching a lot of TV. That's right. <laughs> I, just, I I can't read. You know. Well, but there's a good prognosis with exercise. It seems and to be getting healing. better as the days go on. So but we will see. I think I will give the credit to all the prayers and the people who are praying well, for I, you these I days. I hope so. I hope so. There was a there was a time I couldn't talk, and unfortunately, the bishop came to visit me in the hospital <laughs> on that day, and I couldn't get anything out that was coherent. So he must have thought, this guy's a deacon? <laughs> He's not making any sense to me. Oh, I'm sure he completely understood. Yeah, I think he did, too. He's a good bishop and a good man. Um, so while you were gone, a lot of things have happened in the news. And this week, we're going to focus on the uh, vaccine mandates. Vaccine mandate and religious liberty. And, and that's relig- it, right. That's the, Right. So um, we were able to arrange for an attorney from Alliance Defending Freedom. They're good guys. Yes, they are. They have many cases uh, on this particular issue, but they're not the only one. Um, there's uh, Pacific Justice and many of the um, organizations that are so kind to give us attorneys to talk about these issues. They're all battling um, this one particular um, uh Mandate or ruling from the uh, yeah we should we should make it clear that we're not battling so much the vaccine. This isn't anti-vax stuff. We're battling the mandate, the requirement that you get the vaccine. The government yeah. overreach the gov- and the violation and that's exactly of our what liberties. It is. That's exactly what it overreach Especially and violation of our liberties, our religious liberties. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll particularly focus on that. Um, things have been happening rather quickly in this area in the last week. In fact, last night there was some more um, uh, actions by some of the uh, circuit courts, mm-hmm. and the uh, administration has made some changes to the rulings. And um, so we'll be anxious to get the updates. Yeah, I think ADF is in three separate circuits right now, and and there's at least two more circuits that I know that are involved. So we'll see what happens. I think, and, and, and we can ask Frank when he gets on, because he'll know the procedure for administrative appeals like this better than I will. But I think ultimately they'll get, they should get consolidated into one. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, consolidated into a circuit court? Does that right, happen? No, one of the circuits. Not, the, right. not just the Supreme Court. Right. Well, no. ultimately, ultimately it'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and we know about the Fifth Circuit Court because we've had this uh, whole program on the Western Michigan athletes that were that 
whose religious liberties were violated right. because of a vaccine mandate at the school for athletes. So and then we kind of have a feeling how the state fifth... really stayed the vaccine mandate, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So um, we know how how that comes out. So before we get to our guest, and um, we're going to open with a prayer, a prayer for peace today. Um, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. God of peace, bring your peace to our violent world, peace in the hearts of all men and women, and peace among the nations of the earth. Turn your way of love to those whose hearts and minds are consumed with hatred. Strengthen us in hope and give us the wisdom and courage to work tirelessly for a world where true peace and love reign among nations and in the hearts of all. Amen. Thank you for joining us at Faith on Trial, and after just a few moments, we'll be right back with Frank Chang, legal counsel for the Alliance of Defending Freedom, to talk about vaccine mandates in the courts and our religious liberties. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO... You receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thank you, Caldwell Parish, for underwriting Iowa Catholic Radio. Conform to the wishes of the deceased and to Catholic liturgical burial traditions. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Caldwellparish.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. St. Vincent de Paul's assists those living in poverty to become self-sufficient. Learn more at svdpsm.org or call 515-282-8327. This message brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Dowling Catholic Sports is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic. With two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Craig Harper, the Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at 60th and Ashworth in West Des Moines. 515-440-4610 or online ashworthvision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. And you're back. You're listening to Faith on Trial at Iowa Catholic Radio, and today we have a guest, Frank Chang, Legal Counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom, to talk about uh, the vaccine mandate challenges that are um, that his organization is presenting to the different circuit courts and other cases throughout the nation by other organizations. Frank, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. 
Oh, you're welcome. We're anxious to find out what's going on. As Deacon Mike and I were talking before the show, at the opening of the show, um, a lot has happened in at least even the last 48 hours with these uh, cases. So before we uh, get into the the current events, how about if you give us kind of an overview of how many cases may be going on, how consolidated are the cases, and um, what, what, how does religious liberty fall into this, uh, this, these, um, these challenges? Absolutely. So, as you know, Americans have very different ideas about what to do with the vaccine. And even Catholics have very different views about what to do with the vaccines. But what everyone should agree on is that what OSHA is trying to do is a blatant and unlawful overreach. So what, in order to stop that overreach, ADF, uh, as well as other organizations, uh, have filed lawsuits. Um, there, by DOJ's count, there are currently 34 lawsuits have, that have been filed. And ADF has filed also in four of the 12 courts that are involved right now. And what this shows is that there is a broad concern over uh, in this country uh, at what OSHA is trying to do. What What is it, Frank, that OSHA actually is trying to do? What I, For those of us who haven't read the, the mandate and the um, policy, what, what are the guidelines? So what OSHA is trying to do is essentially turn religious institutions, religious schools, into the vaccine police and deputies of OSHA to enforce the mandate, the vaccine mandate on their own employees. So what it specifically does is it covers any employer that has more than 100 employees uh, to make sure their employees are either vaccinated or they are subjected to testing every week. This is uh, in what we uh, what we call a, an overreach and a violation of religious autonomy doctrine that these religious organizations have under the First Amendment. Uh, so the next thing that we should probably discuss then is the cases that Alliance Defending Freedom um, is challenging or de- defending, and what um, and which ones specifically bring in some of uh, some of the religious liberties that that we hold so dear. So ADF is currently representing various Christian schools and seminaries, including uh, the Bishop of Gorman Catholic Schools from Diocese of Sioux Falls. Uh, we are currently in, engaged in the 6th, 8th, and 11th circuits on behalf of these religious institutions. The arguments that we are raising, again, is based on religious autonomy doctrine and also their protections again, under the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Um, so we've had um, on the show before a uh, Western Michigan University case where the Fifth Circuit um, uh, allowed those athletes to continue to um, play without having a—allowing them their religious objections to the vaccine and, and being able to continue as athletes, which uh, we understood was uh, a good way for people in that live in the states under that circuit— to also have their rights observed, um, are there any cases in the fifth, or um, how do how do we will those, will that ruling have any influence on the rest of these uh, cases that are going on in the other circuits and in the cases in the fifth? Certainly, that case um, has a bearing on on the on the on these vaccine mandate cases as well. Uh, they highlight sort of the over inclusiveness of the government's policies when it comes to enforcing mandates. However, our cases, uh, when it comes to the OSHA's private employer mandate, 
is not directly about the vaccine. Uh, truly, this is about uh, the, the freedom of the religious institutions as institutions to carry out their own religious missions. Uh, it's really about the religious nonprofits ability to carry out their beliefs uh, and make hiring decisions that are in accord with their mission and, and belief. So the the vaccine mandate may eliminate, um, if it were in force, may eliminate some seminarians from completing their education um, in, in, in the schools, um, which would negatively affect the outcomes of, of those institutions. It, it makes it really hard for the seminarians to continue to have faculty uh, that are or other employees who are unvaccinated. Uh, there's a very heavy compliance cost uh, on these seminaries and religious schools. And there is also uh, very uh, strict incentive structures that are being created by this uh, for these seminaries to prefer unvaccinated employees. Can I interrupt here a minute? Yes, this, uh, Frank, this is Deacon Mike. Um, what I understand about uh, this area of the law is that uh, to have a religious exemption, that's a little bit of a misnomer. It's a conscience objection. You, you don't have to be a member of any particular religious group to claim that you have a conscience objection to the uh, vaccine. Is that correct? That is correct. So when we're talking about the religious exemption, I guess in, in some ways it's a misnomer. It's a conscientious objection. And one of the things that I'm finding, because that my parish, some of my parishioners have called me, uh, and we've seen this other places, where uh, certain places are saying that if you are Catholic, you cannot get an exemption to the vaccine because the bishops have approved it. That's not true, though, is it? So under Title VII, it, it's not uh, so the employee does not have to have, have does not have to belong to an organized church, like you said, Deacon. It's what the actual employee believes uh, that matters. Um, but also at the same time, uh, what ADF is currently doing doesn't actually directly involve religious exemptions. Uh, we are focusing, we are raising a broad claim on the religious. Uh, autonomy doctrine on behalf of the employers, um, because what we see is that OSHA uh, sees that there are Title VII exemptions and things like that for the employees. So now what we see is that OSHA is going after employers to uh, put the pressure on the employees. So what ADF is doing now is to raise arguments on behalf of those employers uh, to be a barrier and to stop this overreach. So really, it's an argument about who you can employ versus who you cannot employ um, from a medical standpoint. Very broadly, um, very broadly written. So, the, uh, okay, so I know that the Biden administration announced that OSHA would deliver these rules um, sometime this year. So some businesses and organizations have been mm-hmm. mandating on their employees these particular um, vaccines um, or testing uh, before the ruling had even come out. So how are we um, to proceed? 
uh, I, the other thing is that the the attorneys it looks like were were preparing for this particular thing because the the cases were filed immediately after the ruling was issued. Um, so where is the ruling now, and how? Where do we stand if we're an employee with a company that's uh, mandating these without any kind of uh, federal guidelines? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, last week, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit has issued a stay against OSHA, and it specifically ordered OSHA to not do anything to implement this vaccine policy. Now, there is a little bit of a complication in that now all the cases are being consolidated and getting sent sent to the Sixth Circuit. Uh, This stay will Mm. uh, remain in place unless and until either the Sixth Circuit or the Supreme Court does anything to modify their order. So under current situation, OSHA is still under under that order, and it cannot do anything to implement uh, uh, the vaccine mandate. Now, what we see is that uh, it creates some confusion for employers, and what we like to tell them is that the Fifth Circuit order is still in place. That's interesting. I I, have... Talked to a, quite a few human resource uh, individuals and attorneys who work with human resource um, or, or human resource divisions of organizations that are saying, "Yeah, go ahead, you're you're covered. Just go ahead and make your mandates and require your employees all to get to these uh, these vaccines," um, which seems to me a little. Uh, a little bit of exposure, but... I- well, there's another cost they have to pay. Sure. What the, these, mac, these vaccine mandates are doing is putting a barrier between the employee and the employer, uh, forcing the employer to make um, uh, to look into an employee's uh, health records. And that, in and of itself, ought to be very disturbing to people. Mm-hmm. I, I know... In, that, that- oh, Sorry. I know that they've been doing that for years in the health industry. You know, the uh, nurses and doctors have to prove they've gotten their vaccines, their uh, flu shots every year. So it's not uncommon in some industries. Go ahead, Frank. That's, no, that's absolutely right. And we, we, that's where we see the fundamental problem with the OSHA's mandate. Uh, religious institutions uh, don't exist uh, not to be uh, vaccine police or medical records police, and they don't exist to... Um, you know, go through their employees' medical history. They exist to serve their faith and to serve the Lord and to serve others. And what OSHA is essentially requiring of religious institutions is to step away from their religious missions and carry out the federal mandates. And now it's really all about choice at the end of the day. Um, There may be private businesses that uh, voluntarily um, choose to requ- make these requirements uh, mandatory on their employees. But uh, they still have to remember that there are other federal laws like Title VII uh, that protects employees who have sincere religious beliefs and objections uh, to, the, to such requirements. Um, ADF is here to stand for everyone, and including uh, those, those folks. Very good. So I saw a headline this morning that said that the uh, uh, OSHA had uh, suspended the uh, the ruling or the mandate um, because of the onslaught of legal challenges. By their suspending the rule, does that um, um, change the directions of any of these cases at this point? 
does not. Uh, we uh, we are still pressing full on ahead uh, because uh, because the one important distinction is that what what the Fifth Circuit has issued is a temporary stay during the pendency of the judicial review. So what basically the court said is OSHA can't do this while there's an active lawsuit going on. Um, it, and that is still true today. And uh, what we expect the Sixth Circuit to do, or at least what the ADF attorneys will ask the Sixth Circuit to do now, is to permanently uh, enjoin OSHA from uh, putting this into place. Good. Uh, do you think a uh, positive outcome of these um, proceedings will um, prevent the administration from coming at this uh, vaccine mandate from another angle? Um, perhaps, uh, I, I have no idea how they could do it, but through another department or uh, maybe the IRS, who knows? How, uh, is that, or do you think it'll be broad enough that it, these kinds of mandates will be kiboshed? It's hard to predict what the administration is going to do. However, uh, certainly this, a win in this area will be a big step uh, towards stopping federal overreach and protecting the rights of the people. And as you will know, as you will see, uh, there are other departments, uh, like you noted, that are currently uh, imposing different kinds of mandates on people, on employers. Uh, we'll see how all of this plays out, but we think that the OSHA victory will be certainly a step in the right direction. Very good. Uh, well, Frank, we are really glad to have had you here today to tell us about these cases. And um, before we let you go, I'd like you to tell our listeners how they can follow the progress of these cases that are moving rather quickly um, and into the future and how we can help if we uh, so have the resources to be able to help the, your organization or others um, with these with these fights. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so prayers are obviously very appreciated. And I think prayer really carried us uh, through the multi-circuit lottery. Uh, so prayers are always welcome, as well as for wisdom uh, for attorneys fighting this. And your listeners can find a way to uh, keep updates, as well as uh, find a way to support Alliance for Betting Freedom uh, by going to our website, Alliance Freedom. Uh, Alliance, Free- Alliance for Betting Freedom's website. Wonderful. I think I have adflegal.org. Well, Frank, thank you very much. You're listening to Faith on Trial, and we'll be right back after these messages. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences, where you can chart your course for more. Mercy College provides unparalleled clinical rotations, hands-on learning, accelerated education, and flexible schedules. Since 1899, Mercy College has been transforming students into healthcare professionals. Guided by Catholic values, our faculty put classroom theory into practice. Students are prepared for roles in service and leadership throughout their own careers. Learn more at mchs.edu. Mercy College of Health Sciences. mchs.edu. Thank you, Caldwell Parish, for underwriting Iowa Catholic Radio. Conform to the wishes of the deceased and to Catholic liturgical burial traditions. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. CaldwellParish.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security, 515-244-5660. 
permarsecurity.com. And you're back with Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. Deacon Mike, how does it feel to be back in the studio? Well, it feels good. Um, I'm I'm in the wrong seat right now, but <laughs> at, at health, I'm I, willing to give the seat right back. <laughs> I I can't see. Yes, you know I have this uh, vision thing now after the stroke, and so it's very difficult for me to read anything. I basically can't read again. I know, <laughs> so but you still I'm know learning, your stuff. <laughs> still learning, getting it back, getting it back. So uh, I suppose we should announce that this is our last program of the year. Uh, we are going to take a, a hiatus till, I guess, January. Hopefully we'll be back. When we come back, uh, it will be at a different time. I think we're going to be at 9.30, what the plans are, but none of that has been firmed up. So um, you'll have to listen to the station. They'll tell you when we're coming back. That's right. And we'll post it on Facebook we'll and Twitter, Facebook so follow Twitter us on social and media. Stuff. Yeah. And yeah, this will give you a chance to heal and, and recover some more I'm of your vision. I'm chomping at the bit to get out. You know? I know. <laughs> I can get out. I can move around, you know, but uh, I, I I can't read. <laughs> yeah, or drive. <laughs> or drive. That's yeah, right. That's, that's frustrating, that's another too. Thing. Very frustrating, yeah. Um, well, hopefully, and I, I understand that they're working with you to learn to type, so you, you, you may I'm, be able to ke- get I'm, back to your column sooner I'm, than I'm, the radio. I'm doing that, yeah, I'm off the column now, too, so I'm uh, watching TV. You are healing, <laughs> and you're getting a lesson in patience. That's right, that's right. I, so, I don't want a lesson in patience. I know, we <laughs> never do. I'm an impatient person. We I'm never a do. very impatient person. Well, that's good. Well, um so as you follow our Facebook and our Twitter, we'll keep you up to date on things that are happening um, regarding uh, faith on trial in, in society and in the courts. Um, and, and we certainly need the program to come back. I mean, there's so much going on. You know, there's a, really a war of civilization out there right now. There's a, a, a Judeo-Christian civilization that's kind of built the uh, Western uh, An attack and, on... And there's an attack on that. And, yes. that. and the attack is coming from a... An ungodly group of people who uh, C.S. Lewis and Screwtape Letters referred to him as uh, our father below. You know, this is where it's coming from. And it's an all-out attack on Western civilization and the civilization that we have built through the Christian church. And um, we, we've got to be a voice in the wilderness here and speak out about that. And so we ask, even while we're off the air... Follow this stuff online, follow it in the news, see what's going on, and make your voices heard. Because, like I say, our our Christianity, our Christian beliefs, uh, they're all subject to attack right now. And uh, our father below, as Screwtape would call him, is certainly doing a pretty good job of punching holes in things. I agree. Well, on that note, a defender's prayer would be good to end the show. See, How about if you... Michael the Ark, if I can remember it all. Okay, you know, go ahead. See, I'll Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who roam about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. On behalf of Deacon Mike and myself, thank you for your prayers, and thank you for listening. Until the next edition of Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio, have a blessed and peaceful time. Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. Faith on Trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano. Faith on Trial, Thursdays at 10 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, and the Iowa Catholic Radio app.